0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 860, spotlight on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode 1. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 860. It's our spotlight on the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm going to get into it in just a second but with my co-host, Tibor Mate. but just wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping, which I think I still ended up doing at the end of this uh, segment, but you can always email us at comic-shenanigans at gmail.com, rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Upcoming episodes will include Daryl Banks being on the show. We have uh, Len Kaminsky hopefully being on the show shortly. Um, and then we're also going to have in april another conversation with mark wade uh, amongst other things so i'm very excited and as well we're going to have uh, more episodes with uh, nathan struck and t and uh, paul Scores talking about the uh, dawn of x uh, era of uh, x-men titles so uh, a lot of good content coming out soon and uh, i hope you will join us for those but now without further ado let's jump right into the conversation as i chat with t-board mate to uh, really pull back the onion and discuss falcon and the winter soldier episode one enjoy Hey, boy, welcome back to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. Today we're talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 1. Um, obviously we were in kind of a, 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 definitely a heightened state of excitement waiting for this after WandaVision, and this was going to be a return to, you know, more stereotypical MCU kind of adventures, and, uh, um, you know, a, a, we are hoping for a tone and a style that was going to be more like Winter Soldier and Civil War. What did you think of this first episode when it launched today?
1: So, I uh- it man it was a, i ended up um, like uh, i think i told you for the last episode of wandavision i woke up at like just after 3 a.m
0: <laughs> yeah same,
1: same dude same thing happened man no alarm clock nothing this uh, was a roll over i look at the clock it's like 305 i'm like god damn all right let's get on this <laughs> so uh, i uh, you know I, I guess obviously like my internal clock knows that the mcu is exciting so it's a uh, it makes me up but uh total total blast man i loved it
0: it's an interesting to see what Twitter's like right now, because you have people excited about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then you have people who are just talking about the Snyder Cut still, because that came out yesterday.
1: Right, right, yeah. It was a, um, I actually didn't check out Twitter today, to be honest. A, uh, so, um, for no particular reason, I just didn't get around to it. Oh, I guess I was dealing with Bell all day, that's probably why. We're trying to get my TV back up.
0: But, that's
1: pretty um, fair. So yeah, I only saw some Snyder Cut stuff yesterday on Twitter, but I didn't see any you
0: know, we're talking winter our soldier stuff. It's funny uh, because, you know, our friend Leon was uh, saying, have you been Zactivated? And I'm like, I don't want, I don't think I really want to watch it. He's like, dude, you got to watch it. It's four hours of this. And I'm like, I don't know. And so he watched it and he was like, I loved it. And I'm like, I I, I don't know if I can watch it. And so actually uh, I was, I don't know how people are, you know, already able to somehow manage watching a four hour movie right now. I guess. Like, especially when they have kids, I'm like, how is this even possible? Because uh, then my brother-in-law, Paul, was saying that oh, he watched it last night. I'm like, how? And then he was like, you know what? It's kind of like, you know, I-, I can't remember his exact quote, but he was basically saying that Josh Whedon's version was, you know, a certain version of a car. And this was the fully loaded version of the car, but still the same car. And I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good apt comparison.
1: Yeah, yeah, you just got all the uh,
0: all the extras on this one, right? Exactly. He said, uh, "Joss gave us a base model blue Honda Civic, and Snyder gave us a black, fully loaded Honda Civic. Still the same car, just some different features."
1: Okay, that's cool. That's fair. Because yeah, the Civics are you know there's not that much difference between them. And some Civic lovers gotta
0: come back and kill them. <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, so let's talk about something good. So, yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, I thought it was interesting because. WandaVision felt more, I'm trying to think how I want to say this, but I feel like WandaVision felt more like like a TV show, and this felt more like a slice of a movie, if that makes sense, because in terms of, you know, what, like we still got a lot of good stuff, but it was part of, you know, the ongoing, you know, six-part narrative, whereas I felt like in WandaVision, each chapter really did kind of fit on its own.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's the format, too, right? Because, like, WandaVision was, like the first three episodes are just literally like um, sitcom episodes, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a homage to that type of television, but yeah this definitely has a more cinematic feel to it, especially the, um, the opening sequence, like uh, you know, the whole flying sequence.
0: I was surprised by just how long it was.
1: Uh, yeah, dude, honestly it kind of reminded me of like an opening James Bond season. Yeah. It had a bit of that feel to it. And the other thing I really liked in one way was that Um, because the show were sort of like expecting that typical sort of Marvel action Um, I kind of liked how they threw it right up front and then the rest of the episode totally slowed down Mm -hmm. and like was a pure character piece which was great I really liked the way they they they, um, kind of you know they kind of threw another like sort of uh, with WandaVision it started out slow and then picked up right so like this did the reverse which I thought
0: was kind of cool it is interesting too because like I mean this I guess this show and Far From Home kind of exists in that well I mean obviously WandaVision 2 but that's its own kind of thing but you know they exist in this kind of headspace to kind of show us what the post blip world is really like and I feel like we got a lot more of that here and it was really interesting to kind of see how they decided to approach it in so many different ways whether it be you know kind of an interesting discussion of do the Avengers get paid (laughs) and what was that like like that was an interesting way of you know people do ask those types of questions and that they did answer that in a way that actually made sense in the story Yeah, I was going to say, like, there was way more character building than I ever would have expected in this first episode. Well, especially because we don't even actually get to see Falcon and... And, uh, and Bucky ever together, which is, I also, um, I was pleasantly surprised that we'd, we didn't kind of jump into these guys working together. Instead, it's, we're seeing both, you know, how their separate lives are going, and eventually, they'll, obviously, they'll cross. It was interesting to me to just think about how much stuff they showed in the trailer, and how much of, like, things that we know are coming, whether it be Zemo, or whether it be, you know, Sharon Carter, and none of that's in the first episode at all.
1: Yeah, no, again, like, I like that they're taking the time to focus on these two and what's going on post, you know, um, Endgame. Like, it was such a great, like, perfect, perfect episode in a lot of ways. Like, uh, you know, a like nice setup.
0: So I have to ask, I mean, I'm sure you thought about it, too. I mean, so the world at large just believes Steve's gone. But, like, where is he actually?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that, again, yeah, there's there's still going to be tons of questions, right? But um, like you said it was funny that they answered something about like do the avengers get paid right like <laughs> which is just you know I, I wouldn't have expected them to answer that but I'm kind of glad that they did it was kind of cool like you know it's really humanizing the whole situation but Stark's kind of a dick yeah like he didn't set up any cashish for the for the, the avengers like
0: It is a little surprising I think- but it, I mean it's an interesting idea that, you know, that Sam kind of says, like, I've got government contracts, which I guess would be true, that, you know, originally he was, you know, kind of an ex-military guy when we first see him in Winter Soldier, but obviously after that point, he was a well-known public figure.
1: Well, yeah, because in Winter Soldier, he's just, like, um, he's he's, uh, helping all the guys with PTSD, right? Yeah, he's uh,
0: just a dude.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, he's kind of, like, he's, I guess, was he still active, or he was just in between, like, tours?
0: Uh, I, I don't know if they ever got that far. I, I kind of felt like maybe he was retired from from being an active person because of losing his wingman. I guess he said right, like you know, obviously yeah. some bad things went down with with you know with with uh, whatever jumps they were doing uh, with the rigs, and so they kind of gave up on it or they sheltered it, they shuttered it. And then in Winter Soldier, he you know gets his gear up, and obviously when now once he's you know, around in that world, he ends up getting, you know, tech upgrades, et cetera, and becomes a member of the Avengers. So obviously, you know, he goes through a lot, and a lot of that's obviously a testament to his camaraderie with Steve.
1: Yeah, I know. It's kind of cool. It is amazing how far the characters come. Like, and, you know, a little bit that we have.
0: Well, it's interesting, too, because, like, it's interesting, we, could say, we, we did say the same thing about Scarlet Witch and Vision, right? Because they've, it's interesting because it's the same idea, they're kind of tertiary characters who were important to the plot, but were never, their characters were never necessarily pushed forward. Um, Bucky, I mean, it was almost like he was a MacGuffin more than a character in a lot of ways. Um, especially because, you know, in Winter Soldier, he's literally the villain because he's a, you know, a brainwashed assassin. And then in Civil War, he's starting to remember who he is, and but he's still dealing with a lot of that trauma. So we never really got a sense of who Bucky really is now.
1: Well, yeah, even in, like, Civil War, it's not even that he's really dealing with the trauma, because he doesn't even really know what's going on with him yet, 100%, right? Because he's still being abused.
0: That's right. Like, his mind isn't really clear yet, and it isn't until after his time in Wakanda. And, again, like, even how they mentioned here, the minute he kind of gets peace of some kind in Wakanda, he's thrust right back into another battle. Then he literally dies and comes back right into another battle. Yeah,
1: I know. It's pretty crazy. It's like... Yeah, it, it was cool because he's had like the least amount of time to actually like live a life, mm-hmm. like out of out of any of those characters, right? Like because he's literally been on mission or frozen,
0: basically. I liked his relationship with the old man, but then I was like, I, I was kind of sad that it was just one of his kind of amends and not maybe just like a, rel- a relative of someone he used to know. Like at first, I was like, is it someone who knew that he knew someone back in the day, like a hundred years ago? But then obviously, it ended up being something different.
1: Yeah, I thought maybe it would, they knew each other somehow, like on the you know in in the war they had met at some point maybe,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: um, but then it turned out like which also was fucking cool was the uh, the what do you call it uh, the Winter Soldier sequence which wasn't long but it was well done oh yeah I, I d- love that the the score was back in there you know that eerie like uh, Winter Soldier theme like, it, was, it was great um, but yeah he ended up killing that that poor guy's son right it was a, so that yeah he's sort of making amends.
0: So and I, I love the idea, again, pushing this world forward that we get so much about Bucky and his, like, how, how the life he's living, the fact that, you know, he's he's got a conditional pardon and he has to you know have these therapy sessions like i actually really liked that idea and because in the trailers we got a sense of like they kind of play with the idea that there's couples therapy at some point somehow with him and sam but i really liked how they built that here as to you know this is a condition of why he's a free man because that was definitely a question was you know what is his status given everything that went down in civil war and him being a wanted man
1: well yeah exactly yeah they, and that's the thing I like about this episode is it sets up these two characters like where they are now like so well, you know, it's just a, it gives you a grounding in the world. Because, like, and then we also get a bit of the politics of the world going on with this new organization that like like things before the blip better but, and they want no nations anymore. So um, that was pretty interesting that we got all that info dump. Like, But well done. Like, it, was, it didn't feel like an info
0: dump, but you got a lot of information. Yeah. I mean, they introduced, again, new characters. You got the new uh, character, Torres, who, you know, I had to look it up because I was like, it sounds familiar. And so I had to look it up, and Joaquin Torres uh, actually was the Falcon, like a, a recent version of the Falcon in the comics, uh, when Sam Wilson had become Captain America. So I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't even realize that.
1: So wait a second. You, there was something in there that you had to
0: look up. Yes, yeah, that's right.
1: Damn, that's like—is that a first?
0: Uh it might be. It was. It was. It's a deep cut. I'm going to say that. Like, if they had called him Joaquin Moore and not just Torres, I think I would have latched onto it. Um, but I didn't know his last name. Oh,
1: dude, I'm impressed by like by Marvel, man. Because like, I thought he was never going to
0: be a dick. <laughs> it happened.
1: That's awesome.
0: But I do like that character. Like again, I like that they. Or like you have these two guys who've always been supporting characters, and then we get to see supporting characters to them, and it's really interesting. And like I like that the whole idea with Sam and his family, and there's being friction there, and you know him trying to kind of hold on to the family legacy. Like you know it's that's really cool. Again, examining his place in this blipped world where he's back now. The fact that like when they show him him going to the bank and them being like, "Well, you have no no history in the last five years, no job, no income." It's like, yeah, I, I didn't exist.
1: Yeah, well, I, I thought that was really funny because I thought of you. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, holy shit, I not got a character in this in this series because they actually put him in there.
0: I mean, I would um, totally be that guy to be like, I'm really sorry, but can I get a selfie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it, it, it's funny, though,
1: because, like, yeah, like, the blip, like, changed you in, like, banking, you know what I mean? Like, it changed
0: everything, which makes sense. Like, it was such a big world of, you know, trauma. For sure. I did like, um, yeah, I thought that was great. Again, I liked the idea of legacy Uh, and again this is what makes me think about the world is that obviously the world wasn't there for the endgame battle so they don't know that Captain America's shield got damaged they don't know where this shield came from all they know is it's Captain America's shield obviously they contested for vibranium and to know it's the real thing um, and I liked that Sam gave it to the Smithsonian and so then I liked as much as I said before that as an episode of television I don't know how the pacing worked in some ways because you weren't really getting a full story but you were getting a lot of good character beats but I did love the, the ending of the, of the the of the episode because it did feel like a great kind of cliffhanger that like no, there's this new guy, and he's got the shield.
1: Yeah, no, that was, that was perfect. Yeah, that was a perfect way to cut the first episode. It was well done. To, like, you're just like, what the fuck? Cause, I mean, obviously, if you know about the comics, I guess it says um, I've heard he's a
0: character in the comics, right? He is, yeah. He's been around, well, now, like over 30 years. But yeah, back in the mid 80s, uh, they had a storyline where basically the government said, like, we own the Cap America outfit and the shield, like, you work for us. And Steve Rogers was really having a problem with the government, which. I mean, not that different from Civil War and the idea of accountability and agendas. So he said, fine. And he just gave it up. And so they found another enhanced individual who, you know, was bred to kind of be like a super soldier style. And they let this guy named John Walker become the new Captain America. Now, in that storyline in the comics, he ended up being a little bit unhinged. He meant well, but... There was some stuff going on, anyways. Eventually, he ended up fighting against Steve Rogers, who at the time had become known as the Captain. It um, was—it's a very legendary storyline for Captain America comics, so it's cool to see a remixed version of that here, where we do see this guy coming forward as the new Captain America. And like when he's grinning at the end, you want to punch his face.
1: Yeah, I know he, for sure he did have like sort of that like what the hell that's not cap like it just didn't feel right. No, that's what
0: they were going for. It worked perfectly. It's Yeah, it's really exciting to, again, the the more that we get to see, the, I think the, the really fun part of not just the TV series, but also just the MCU in general, is that they started obviously with the quote unquote bigger guns, but it's more fun now that they can kind of really push to the sides and, and look at these other characters or these, you know, these side, side, side characters who are now being thrust into the, into the limelight and actually getting to see what they can do with them, because that's almost more exciting to me.
1: Oh, for sure. Like I said, I'm really, like, impressed that there was so much character building, right? Like, which was great. Like, all that stuff about Sam, like, you know, we had no idea any of it, right?
0: No, not at all. It's
1: pretty impressive, like, what they came up with. It it works really nice.
0: I didn't know his, you know, that the character had, like, a history in New Orleans. Like, I don't know if that had ever really been touched on before.
1: Yeah, no, it was wicked. I really liked that. I thought that was cool. It it kind of reminded me of Forrest Gump a little.
0: Hmm
1: like the the dock sequence with the boats and stuff oh yeah one of them like Creole ships right it was, like, catching uh, the shrimps oh yeah <laughs> that, 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 kind of, that kind of came to mind when I saw that scene
0: so the guy who plays the new Captain America Wyatt Russell so he's Kurt Russell's son so more Kurt Russell oh yeah
1: I can see it now that's crazy I had no idea
0: yeah if you look at him again like that chin.
1: yeah no totally I can totally see that in the face I can totally see Kurt Russell that's awesome that's really
0: cool. So again, that's another Marvel connection because obviously his dad was in Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah,
1: I was just thinking that too. I'm like, his dad's a space
0: guy. He was a planet. And that family got a lot of a lot of people that can show up in the MCU.
1: I wonder if they'll connect that at all. I don't think so, but like that would be weird if
0: they did. That w- would be kind of weird, yeah. But no, it's yeah, it's exciting because there's so much that we're that we we know we're supposed to be getting, and I'm really excited to see how. They make it work but again as you said like it was really nice to have this be about character about building the world uh, you know you get the flag smashers but like we get the first sense of them and that there's something going on there and that they're enhanced you get the idea of this new Captain America like I love that there's so much going on that I feel like that's what the show needs and, and that's not just kind of one big story whereas we might get many different kind of plot lines because I feel like that's what sometimes holds back some of these kind of prestige format shows is that and Picard is an example of this where it's really one big story, but it felt like the chapters didn't always add up to much, whereas I feel like there's so many different elements to this that it could just go in different directions as these characters move through them.
1: Yeah, well, it's true. And then, like, we don't know when they'll meet up exactly either, right? So one person could be taking one angle, the other one, you know, and then eventually they cross back.
0: I did like the idea that, you know, Falcon has, like, been texting Winter Soldier and he's just not replying to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean they were probably the, like closer out of the bunch too. So outside of Steve, obviously, so it makes sense that he uh, tried to check up on them and stuff, which
0: is cool. They're they're almost like um, you know two girls who both dated the same guy and have a begr- begrudging respect for each other anyway, but also don't always get along. Like Steve is kind of like <laughs> the the guy that they both dated.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was like a three way relationship. Eh?
0: Because, like, they're, yeah, they're both the sidekick. They're both, you know, or at least they yeah, were. Yeah
1: they're, bo- yeah, they're both cast sidekicks, yeah, which is kind of
0: funny. That's why it's so interesting. it was so much fun to see them working in Civil War together and, like, not really liking each other, like, being like, I hate you, you know? <laughs> All that kind of stuff, because, again, they have this, you know, they, they both really care a lot about this other guy and are both inspired by him. It was just interesting to see how they feel about each other
1: yeah no it is funny like they built that sort of buddy cop tension you know that it's got that lethal
0: weapon-ish oh you for know, sure it. and it's it, again it's almost like the, the the third character is Steve like even though Steve's not there he's still there like I like that we still feel his presence
1: oh for sure yeah like it makes sense like the way he was and it is kind of interesting how like you know the, there's all the conspiracy theories right which is kind of funny because Oh, for Sadly, sure. it truly, that plays into the perfectly, right?
0: Oh, yeah. I gotta say, I and I don't remember if I ever missed the casting announcement, but I actually didn't expect uh, uh, Rhodey to be there.
1: Yeah, I was about to say like, I kept, like, reminding myself in my head, I'm like, we gotta bring up Rhodey, because that was really cool, too. Like, what a great connection.
0: Oh, for sure. And again, what I liked about it is it felt so natural. Like, it didn't feel like a stunt. It felt like, yeah, of course he'd be there.
1: Yeah, exactly. He'd be in Washington anyway, working at the Pentagon, probably. So, yeah, it makes sense, like,
0: Yeah, they have a a history together. I like that, again, because Don Cheadle's getting his own Disney Plus show in like a year or two or whenever they're deciding to do it as the Armor Wars show. Um, So like he's going to have his own show anyway. But I like kind of seeing that he's still around in this world. Again, they obviously go back in terms of their own relation with each other. They were on different sides during Civil War and kind of had some friendly disagreements there. So I like to see him here. And I liked, you know, that he was providing another perspective to Sam.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like he was, he, you know, he was kind of disappointed that he didn't pick up the shield, right? So
0: it was, it was good. I did like that they started the show with that 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 exchange from Endgame.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, like it was that little, you know, quick tease, and then right into that big ass action sequence, and then right into the uh, you know character building
0: stuff, which was, it was really nicely laid out. I, I enjoyed that. Do you do you think that's the last in this series we're going to see of Baitrock? Because I feel like you know he only gets those few minutes in each in each time he shows up. Which, which character? So Baitrock from Winter Soldier at the beginning. Of, oh yeah, um,
1: what's his name? The, the MMA F- fighter. Yeah,
0: right? George St Pierre.
1: Yeah, that was funny too. I was actually kind of surprised that they brought him back. I was like, that's kind of a cool thing too, right? Like, you know, I'm sure like he's not like super expensive, but I'm sure he's not you
0: know, that cheap either, right? No, for sure. It's interesting because it 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 was kind of like, in some ways it almost reminded me of how they brought back uh, Grillo as uh, Crossbones in Civil War. Like, he was, you know, a big part of, uh, of Winter Soldier because he was kind of the leader of... Of uh, that kind of Wetworks team that was working within SHIELD, but was really Hydra. And then, yeah. you know, we thought that was the end of him, and then they bring him back at the beginning of Civil War. Unfortunately, it was relatively short, considering he signed, like, a seven picture deal originally, and then he was just kind of killed off at the beginning of Civil War. So I felt like this here, like, at least it looks like he survived, hopefully. Yeah, it,
1: well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, those scroll suits were kind of neat. Like, there were some cool stunts there. I was wondering, too, with those stunts, like, if it was, like, some of them looked pretty real. Like, I thought maybe they, like, I'm curious how they put that sequence together. It'll be cool to watch the, um... I hope they'll do a behind-the-scenes as well, like, like
0: they did with Wanda. I think that's the plan now. I think that's kind of... I mean, we. I, I guess they probably had such a good response when they did it originally for The Mandalorian that it makes sense that they would still do them for Marvel. When I watched the uh, the one about WandaVision, the only thing that I was let down by is that I felt like it could have been longer. Like, I wanted to see more.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. There was so many cool things. Like, I, and it was cool, like, to get to see the actual... Um, what do you call it uh, because you know I was mentioning uh, the uh, all the live action and special effects right Like was, mm. the str- strings and everything it was cool to see them doing all that practically like the amount of detail that they went into to do that was ima- like amazing
0: I, I just felt like you know Mandalorian got what like a six part in documentary series I feel like WandaVision has given what all the crazy things they did and how I, how in depth they could have gone I really wish we could have had more
1: yeah they could have done two pieces easily like there was enough there like even like the lighting and everything i didn't realize they went to that full on extent like lighting cameras everything of the era that oh was
0: yeah impressive. and even just uh having to um uh make the vision a different color as well
1: yeah exactly yeah like the color toning because black and white doesn't show up as nice for sure that was an issue with spock like when they first um in star trek oh really right uh, yeah he was supposed to be like reddish in tinge originally um, and apparently like he just came out really dark on the black and white. Oh. that's when they they went with a change in makeup yeah because they realized like because at the time they were thinking red because you know it's, um, it, color TVs were just becoming a thing right So that, um, or like becoming more more standard in homes you know like they were around for a while. but um, it was one of the first shows to be full color right hmm. filmed, filmed in full color. So that's why like the shirts the red the, the red gold and blue, you know the primary colors. That's part of the reason for the elaborate color shirts. Um, oh. And then, yeah, Spock was going to be originally like a, a more uh, reddish color, and you know, more devil-like. So, it's a, um, but they decided to uh, change it up because he just came out really dark-looking, hmm. and didn't look—it didn't look
0: aesthetically pleasing on uh, black and white. No, oh. um, I think I mentioned this before, like in a previous podcast. But one thing I'm very happy about, just because I think it just looks better, is I'm glad that they let Sebastian Stan have his own haircut. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense to differentiate him from, you know, the, what, what he's had up until now. Like, I guess the first haircut he had was a little bit longer, right? When he um, Way back in First Avenger?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess maybe a little bit. Like, it was more period, but, it, like, it didn't look that long. And then... Yeah, but then when he shows up and obviously in Winter Soldier, like it was, a, you know, that was the look. I just felt like it, it looked like it maybe had overstated his welcome by the time we saw him in like Infinity War. So I was just glad that, you know, they let him have, you know, uh, a better haircut. <laughs> Didn't make him wear yeah, the wig. Style. Yeah,
1: like I say, it was cool to see him in that little short sequence, though, as the Winter Soldier to, you know, remind us. Which
0: was cool. Yeah, in case somehow you haven't seen it before... <laughs> At least this way we could see, like, you know, if someone is somehow watching this without having watched Civil War and, you know, all the, uh, and Winter Soldier, yeah, I guess it's nice to have a, a quick, quick kind of reminder of just who this guy is. Yeah, well,
1: I mean, yeah, it would be really weird if you didn't see anything, but I guess it's possible that some people aren't just jumping in right here. You never know.
0: Yeah, it's, I, I mean, again, obviously people exist, but it'd be weird to be like, I'm, this is, this is the, I, I've resisted the last 21 movies. I'm finally going to watch something. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's usually like someone that has, hasn't seen anything yeah. at this point, or or they or they're full on in, you know. Like there's not really much in between.
0: So similar to you, I kind of started my day with Winter Soldier. I kind of woke up and I had to do a bunch of stuff. I had to you know, make Zach's lunch and everything. And so I just kind of headed on and I was watching it and I was really enjoying it. And then so then I was putting Zach to bed tonight and, he, and I was just like, you know, he was, he's, he was asking me what I was going to podcast with you about. I'm like, oh, we're going to talk about Winter Soldier. He's like, it's not even out yet. I'm like, no, Zach, it came out today. He's like, but you didn't watch it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I did. I watched it before you woke up. He's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I, I watched it before you woke up this morning. And he's like, can I watch it? I'm like. No You can't watch yeah, this Yeah I
1: know I, I was thinking that too I was like It's kind of serious man Like it's a pretty Like dark show In a lot of ways
0: Oh yeah I mean like You have Winter Soldier Killing people um, Like just in general There is gun violence um, Whereas like Winter Soldier uh, Sorry uh, WandaVision I was like You know what Zach can watch this There might be one or two things That might be a little scary for him Like some of the witchcraft and stuff But for the most part There was nothing That was really inappropriate
1: yeah, no, for sure. Like, I was thinking that, too, though, when I was watching it. I'm like, I'm, I'm surprised at how dark in tone they went with this one.
0: But I guess it makes sense, because they're trying to, you know, again, keep that, that more grounded tone that we were used to seeing over in, you know, Winter Soldier and Civil War, um, at least the Bucky parts, so it makes sense to kind of keep that, that same idea. I'm Actually, it makes me wonder, too, what the... How grounded I feel we're going to have for Shang Chi because Shang Chi I would say would kind of exist in that same kind of seedy underbelly of a world.
1: Yeah, no, it, it will be interesting. I was wondering that too myself. Like, what what kind of tone that film will take? Like, will it be more on the more funny side or will it be a little darker? Like, it will be it will be interesting to see how that gets played
0: out. I mean, obviously, the Marvel style is generally to do whatever they do has a sense of humor or has a sense of kind of snark to it, because, you know, you still have snark here. I would imagine we'll have snark there, too.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they throw those little moments in. There wasn't too much in this one. Like, there was a few, but uh, uh, the date was kind of interesting. I guess that's where you got a little bit more of the humor.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm curious. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, we saw in Far From Home the idea that the world definitely mourned Tony Stark. Um, you know, and the fact that it was very public that he was gone and again, it just makes me wonder you know, about the Captain America legacy and and how long it took for people to realize he was gone Um, and again, what what his status in the world was, so again, I'm glad that you know, the the thing with um, uh, uh, Falcon definitely kind of helped to end that a little bit, that I guess the world just believes he's gone, but I'm curious, like, do you think we see old man like Steve at the end of the series? Like, is he gone gone or is he around?
1: Well, that was what I was wondering, because, like, you know, there was all these rumors, too, this week about him, like, signing off for more movies, but then Kevin Feige, like, dispelled it pretty quickly, right?
0: But, I mean, they have, sometimes they do do these disinformation campaigns, right, because they do keep everything very close to the vest. They want you to be surprised.
1: Well, that's what I was getting at, was it just seemed a little odd, like, timing-wise. Like, I almost feel like, with like, the intentional denial and everything, like, like, yeah, he could totally show up in this.
0: Like the only reason, like I, it's just you have this dangling plot thread of him being around, and it gives the shield. But like he's gonna have an opinion.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I was wondering too. But then the other thing is too, though. Like, will it diminish his ending, like from Endgame? Because it was such a nicely wrapped up bow, right? Like, do you really want to tug at that, uh, you know, that thread right now?
0: I'm not sure. Like, want- I, I agree with you that it was such a nice ending. But in some ways, like it was only ever an ending until the next story started. Like, like, because that's just how the Marvel Universe works. Like, there is no real ending until the MCU is over.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's the thing. That's why I'm, like, I'm torn on it, right? Because, like, it would be kind of cool to, like, you know, because I I could see them doing lots of things. That's why, like, him signing up for more movies and people would be like, well, what's he going to do? Like, what are you talking about? There's tons of things they could do with him still,
0: like, character-wise. He's a mentor yeah, I mean, sure. Like above all else Like he's He's this beacon He's this mentor to people He doesn't have to be I mean there's There have been a lot of comics now Where he's been old man Steve And he's still been running things Behind the, sh- the scenes
1: Yeah but even Not even an old man Steve Like you could You know do stuff Where he's in his alternate timeline Right or Yeah Whatever timeline and Whatever that works out Because that's a bit complicated too Right Apparently it's the same timeline I think as the Is the, the What the Russo
0: brothers Kind of uh, laid out I don't know. I feel like there's been so many like back and forths about it, and maybe that's why they don't really want to use him because then they have to definitively say what it is.
1: Maybe, yeah. It'll be interesting to see it, but like in one way, I'm torn on it because like he had such a good ending. Like it was so perfect. Like you know, like his arc was great. Like him and Tony probably had the biggest arcs, right? Out of any other characters, for sure. So like you know, both of them having like conclusions and like extremely satisfying conclusions. Like as much as you know start dying it like sucks but, the, but it was it was so perfect for the character
0: well for sure well in a lot of ways you couldn't just write him off the screen left that, in a way that would make sense because you almost had you almost had to kill off Tony because if Tony's alive how was he not saying stuff
1: yeah exactly like he's such a big presence and like you know he launched the whole
0: thing and uh, you yeah. know especially given how yeah how they how they built it, like how they built that character with Robert Downey Jr. and kind of made him the focal point of everything, like, and the way that character operates, there's just no way he could just be quiet forever uh, like, even in Civil War it was interesting because he wasn't like a member of the team, but he was still involved and that's kind of how that character would naturally gravitate, so you kind of needed him to die, but that's kind of the problem with Steve too, right? Because Steve is just such an opinionated individual that if he see, uh, especially if you have this new Captain America doing things that he wouldn't approve of you don't think he'd want to say something?
1: yeah for sure yeah that's the thing is, and, it, and it, that is out there though right because it is sort of leaving it out there
0: possibly yeah.
1: right but we'll see what happens the only yeah. other thing I was going to bring up like plot wise was um so the, the new Captain America was he the dude that was working for that organization like the uh, that criminal organization was he the guy that took out the soldier
0: I don't think so but it could I mean who knows it could be
1: that was like robbing the money from Switzerland there or whatever
0: yeah yeah I mean, I hadn't thought of that, but I mean, I guess it's always possible, because he would seem to be an enhanced individual.
1: Yeah, so I was wondering if, that, if that's supposed to be him, or is it Brian Deemo?
0: I kind of think it's neither.
1: Yeah, well, I guess we'll wait and see. Like, that's the one little sort of mystery, I guess, out of the episode. There's not really... anything true. Everything cool. else is pretty, pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah, you're right. The mystery is they're kind of building up the idea of the Flag Smashers, what they are, who they're, you know, what they're what they're really looking for, and how they're going to make their presence known. And as you said, it's a it's a cool... Like, the Flag Smashers have been around in the comics. Like, there's a character in the Flag Smasher, he's got an organization, so again, that's pulling someone from the comics, but I think it makes a lot of sense in how they tailored it to this world, because of how this world has been so changed.
1: Yeah, well, and again, this is where Marvel does things right. You know, they take the ideas from all the comic books, so it's like, comic book fans are like, oh yeah, I recognize that, but this is a different spin on it. And like, you know, and comic books themselves have been doing that for ever right like I don't know how many decades they've been doing that stuff so like it, it makes sense the whole thing like it works well
0: oh for sure yeah I guess his I think his group in the comics was called Ultimatum but uh, the, the whole idea behind him was that he was uh, symbolizing anti-patriotism um, which is again exactly yeah. what they're doing here
1: yeah no yeah exactly it, it works well yeah no countries with uh, everybody on the same
0: page makes sense Actually, I I forgot this that the uh, there have been a couple versions of Flag Smasher in the comics, but one of them was Canadian. Oh
1: really?
0: Okay. Why not? Part of Alpha Flight? Uh, no, he was he was definitely a bad guy. Uh, still still doing what uh, what he's supposed to be doing, but yeah, apparently he was a Canadian Ultimatum agent uh, who then became uh, took on the role. So that's kind of neat. Nice. Yeah, the
1: Avengers could use a
0: couple more Canadians. <laughs> or any when's alpha flight coming out i mean if there's ever an alpha flight movie oh my god that'd be amazing
1: dude the premiere would have to be somewhere in canada that'd be so awesome
0: (laughs) it'd be at like tiff or something right
1: yeah it'd have to be something like big like you know it'd be pretty funny i can imagine like ryan reynolds getting in there too
0: (laughs) yeah for sure
1: deadpool like guaranteed deadpool would be like you know around
0: oh yeah that'd be awesome (laughs)
1: yeah, who knows, man? They're eventually going to run out of, of teams and stuff, so you never know. I'll
0: flight. Come on, baby. I mean, again, they're seeding Young Avengers. They're seeding all sorts of stuff. And, again, so do you think by Episode 6, do you think Falcon officially becomes Captain America, or do you think he's just wielding the shield? Or what do you think? What are your expectations? I mean, obviously, who knows where the series could go? There's so much ground it's going to cover. But what do you think that that last episode is going to give us? Do you think it does give us you know, a black Captain America officially?
1: Um, yeah, that's a good question. Will you, like, full-on do it? I mean, I kind of feel like that's the natural place to go. Um, but yeah, I, like, you never know with these guys, right? It could be anything, so. But it does feel like the
0: natural place to go. It's funny, because in the comics, both Falcon and the Winter Soldier have been Captain America, so, I mean, it could be either of them, and I think people would still be happy.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah, and I, I definitely think that's part of the reason they're they're doing the, the duo, you know what I mean? To, to leave that option, for sure, like... Cause
0: you never know, right? You never know. They could they could uh, really take a swerve, and they could uh, have Sharon Carter be the new Captain America.
1: True, but they are doing that with the "What If" already, right? With um, Oh Peggy
0: Carter, Peggy Carter, that's right.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but you, you're right. They could, like, but you never know. But I feel like uh, that might, like, I think that's a stretch. I, I would bet betting odds are against that. I would say.
0: Oh, I, I yeah, I'd say that's uh, an extreme long shot.
1: Yeah, but you never know. They could do it. Well, you know, isn't Natalie Portman becoming Thor? She is. So there you go. Like, I mean, who would have thought that would happen, right?
0: Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, the minute she became Thor in the comics, everyone was like, "Will they ever do that with Natalie Portman?" And it seemed like such a long shot that she would never come back. And like, have you seen those set photos of her like looking jacked?
1: No, I heard she was like working out pretty hard though to like to hold up with Hemsworth.
0: Yeah, her arms like like I mean, she's a very kind of petite person, but like her arms look jacked.
1: Yeah, well, with the, um, in Star Wars, she got a little jacked, like when she was younger, right? With the um, in Clone Wars. Oh, did she? Yeah, I think she had a little. Like, her arms were a little bit more jacked than than I've seen her in other things. Nice. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting to see where that goes too. All that stuff.
0: You know, the um, uh, there is a comic book where there is a female captain america who's not called captain america but she's called american dream. She does use captain america's shield and she is the niece of Sharon Carter. <laughs> Cuz it's like a future oh, story. Okay. It's a future story. So when I think of, you know, uh having a blonde captain america like a a woman, that's kind of why I think of that because there's that connection between Sharon Carter. For sure. But I think those going they're like they're
1: they're they're boosted up a lot of female characters already too, which is good to see. So, yeah, Miss Marvel's coming in. We have
0: Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. I'm excited then, to see uh, what they Hawkeye. do. Yeah, that's right. I'm excited to see what they do with uh, with Sharon Carter because that feels like a character that they wanted to do something with but could, but that just never quite worked for whatever reason. Like, they had the character introduced in Winter Soldier and then they kind of decided to go in a different direction with Civil War and then we just never saw her again. Yeah,
1: well, it was one of those I think that just wasn't the time, right? Like, yeah. ultimately, like, she's like, she was, like, a tertiary character, right? She wasn't a secondary character. So they didn't even have any time, really, to, to give her much, right? So it is cool that now she's got an opportunity to, to shine. For a little sure. bit like Darcy.
0: Hmm, that's right. So it's kind of cool. I can honestly say that, like, I didn't expect... Like, I didn't really think I would ever really care about Darcy coming back, but she was one of the best parts of WandaVision.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, she it was perfect. Like, she was, she was the audience member. She was us, like playing around a little bit like you know we were seeing it through her eyes mm-hmm. getting the explanations and everything right
0: which was cool i mean as we, we talked about before her and uh, randall park had such great chemistry too
1: yeah no well, exactly and even randall park too right he was a tertiary character that now it was a, it's like deep space nine in a way right like all these characters are getting built up like so we're having this like really great complete cast you know like all the characters are interesting
0: for sure. Well, yeah, exactly. It's interesting because Darcy obviously is an original character, but Jimmy Woo is a pre existing character. So it feels like, you know, they can start to, again, populate this world with all these kind of named characters who maybe not mean much now, but could mean something later if they have the space. And now with these Disney Plus TV series, they do have the space. Like, I'm excited for She Hulk to bring back Absorbing Man. Like, I'm sorry, not Absorbing Man, a, Abomination. Because I just never thought we'd ever go back to him. Yeah,
1: for sure. And it's sort of been the Black Sheep uh, MCU movie, right? So... Like, yeah, cool
0: it's one of the ones that has kind of the loosest connection because its main character was recast. And again, all the kind of difficult scenarios because of was it Universal or Paramount? Or I forget who's the one distributing it, but they could never really make a Hulk movie. So that's why we kept getting Hulk as a secondary character or supporting character, uh, whether it be Thor Ragnarok or in the Avengers movies. So it's going to be really exciting to kind of see this character from this movie that's not really talked about. And, you know, it's kind of referenced, but not and actually use him again as really really exciting like again that character's been on ice for 13 years already
1: yeah it's crazy to think how long the gap is yeah it's pretty wild but it is cool that they're bringing it back around
0: it's funny I I uh, do you know It
1: makes it it what makes the the, uh, universe rich right like it's, it's cool
0: for sure do you know I guess there aren't but the Marvel one shots they're not available on any streaming platform are they
1: yeah, that's a good point. Um, I haven't seen them on a streaming platform, right? Because they were only uh, extras on, on uh, the film releases,
0: right? Yeah. So, like, can you even like? I mean, if you don't own those original releases. Do you even have any way of getting? Like, I'm just curious. Like, you know, it's interesting because in that, especially in phase one, it felt like it was really adding some really cool depth, right? Like all the different kind of stories. Like there was the one on the on the way to the hammer. So you had saw what uh, Coulson was doing, kind of being a badass. Um, You got the ones where they kind of explained you know, why Tony Stark showed up to talk to, you know, Ross and Incredible Hulk. Like, I like that they were kind of playing with them as ways to show other things that were really going on, and then they just kind of stopped them at some point, and now you can't even really find them that, that easily.
1: Yeah, I don't know if anybody's got them on YouTube or not, but yeah, you're right. Damn, and it was kind of cool. I guess cause at the time when those, those movies were still coming out, like extras were still like a thing on, on uh, you know, on physical media. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, so I think that was sort of the idea was you know give give them a little bit of a, something extra that's exciting to watch, um, and then extras I feel like Have become a lesser dominant thing on physical media because physical media itself is becoming a lesser thing.
0: Oh, well, for sure. Yeah, it's so been it it's been seven it's been seven years since the last one.
1: Yeah, that's a long
0: time. Yeah, because like the the no. first the first one was the consultant, which is probably one of my favorites because and that's between Iron Man two and Incredible Hulk. Um, yeah. and then you got a funny thing happen on the way to Thor's hammer uh, then you had the, probably the longest one which is the item 47 which kind of helped inspire them to make the shield uh, TV show okay and then you had Agent Carter which again helped inspire them to create her own show
1: yeah I remember loving that one it was like nice you got her moment like
0: that was so awesome oh yeah that one was great and then the the last one which I feel like we're finally going to get payoff to is all hail the king which is all about mandarin.
1: Oh, oh, that's right. I forgot about the mandarin one. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's crazy, hey? Like that that was so long ago now. It's so wild.
0: Uh, Oh. Hey, those were it's... kind
1: of I guess the first sort of episodic touch like, you know, it's sort of just a miniaturized version of what we're getting
0: now with this. Exactly. Well, and again, it's interesting because, you know, we're going to see the mandarin finally. So, you know, maybe they'll, again, they'll be able to pay off this, you know, one shot from seven years ago When we get to see the Mandarin actually show up in the comics The real yeah, Mandarin that's, that's cr- Yeah, that's crazy It's so weird that they're able to fix that all these years
1: later, possibly, right? it's, just, it's nuts and I was just thinking, too, with the um, the consultant How was the first time we got to see uh, Coulson being a badass?
0: Uh, well, no, that was in all, that, He wasn't a badass there He was a badass in the uh, uh on the oh, way to on Thor the way Hammer. to
1: our, Thor's Hammer, right? Yeah yeah, because that was the first time we got to see him be a badass. Like up until that point, he was just the dude that like kind of showed up all the
0: time. Exactly, and he he was the he he was the original connective tissue.
1: That's right. Yeah, like the phase one, it's all Colton.
0: Which is so crazy because again, he died and then was brought back, but like they never referenced it ever in the movies.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the only time he came back in the movies was the prequels for uh, with Captain Marvel, right? So.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, like it is kind of interesting how he was the connecting tissue of that first phase. But then, like, after that first phase, he's, like, so irrelevant, right? Like, to the overall story.
0: Do you think, I think so. um, in, and I'm just totally just speculating asking a question, so in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, do you think it's possible that we see um, Ben Kingsley's character again?
1: I think so. I think totally. Like, I, I could see it happening.
0: Again, great callback, yeah, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, even if they, it's not him, like actually in it, like they, they'll reference it. I think they they have to, like almost like, pretty, almost pretty much they have to. But we'll see. You we never know.
0: <laughs> so poor Coulson. Yeah, he's just gone. Yeah, he's just gone.
1: And it's kind of shitty because isn't like Shield officially been like, with the, uh, dropped off like the uh, what do you call it?
0: It's not part of the MCU. I mean, I guess, right? It's one of those things. It, it's kind of like the comics, though, right? Sometimes things happen and then they just quietly pretend they didn't. Like the whole idea of the Inhumans, they've kind of like, that was something that was supposed to happen in a movie and then they decided not to and it happened in the TV show and then happened in an Inhumans TV show, which again is, you know, very quietly just been forgotten. Um, and eventually they'll just come back to it and pretend like it didn't happen. And I mean, I guess they could always just say it was part of the multiverse and that wasn't part of ours. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like and I, I it's interesting because like the Netflix stuff, will, like because you know the rumors of uh, Daredevil showing up in Spider Man. Like, I wonder if it will actually happen.
0: I mean, I think it, it's possible we'll see Matt Murdock. Who knows if we'll actually see Daredevil? But who knows if there'll be any anything that will show you know who he, like if this is the Daredevil who's been through all that stuff, or if this is just a different Daredevil and they just really like the actor and he wanted to play the character again. Who knows?
1: Yeah, well, that too, right? Because now, it's, it's like you know, obviously the theory didn't pan out with um, Ralph Boner there, so yeah. it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if anything of those other universes shows up in
0: in uh, the new stuff. I mean, I again, I I hope that they won't kind of forget that daredevil because again that i think that daredevil show was so good and it did a lot of really great things and it'd be sad if it just was kind of dropped from continuity but i think if we if we at least get to see charlie cox still as daredevil that's that's probably enough for me yeah
1: that'd be cool like i, I i've enjoyed all those characters so yeah i i kind of hope that they're secretly
0: hoping that they're part of the, <laughs> the bigger mcu so any kind of last thoughts about about falcon and the winter soldier episode one i mean again it was a really great start as you said it kind of started with explosive action and then we got to kind of dial it back and really see what this world is like who these characters are in the wake of the blip in the wake of you know end game uh how they're kind of grappling with grappling with the, the world uh with the legacy of captain america now being gone and off the world stage and what the shield really means so what what other kind of takeaways did you have
1: no, yeah, I think we covered it all. Like, uh, you know, I, there's really nothing I can complain about. The only other thing I could say is that it kind of reminded me of Family a little bit from uh, TNG. Okay. You know, um, like because you know back in those days everything was so episodic. We only got that one episode, but it was nice to get that episode to see where Picard was after the Borg attack. Mm-hmm. You know, we got we got to see the more human Picard, right? Which was cool, and it's you know and it's PTSD a little bit. So this, you know, this with Bucky and that like, kind of had a similar feel to that. Because we, like, would never get that in the same way in the movies. So it was nice to, like, now we have a TV series, it's it's being explored.
0: For sure. Well, it's interesting how, like, even just the concept of Bucky having an amends list really does a lot just to further his character. Like, just knowing it exists, it kind of tells you who this guy is. Like, he, he knows it really wasn't him who did those things, but he remembers them all. And so he's still trying to make amends for it. It's kind of like his own 10-step program. And I really liked just what that meant for the character. Like, they almost don't even have to say that much more about it without, because I kind of get, because I got it from that. That was enough for me to understand, like, oh, the, of course, that's who this guy is. This, these things happen, but he's not shirking responsibility for it. He, it still matters, and he wants to make amends, even though if it's really hard. And obviously we saw at the end, like, he just couldn't do it
1: yeah no for sure yeah like and it's funny that we got a like kind of comical moment out of that where he with that senator mm-hmm. like that that was kind of a little bit comedic like which is kind of interesting that was, that fell
0: into a little comedic spot there yeah that was interesting <laughs> but
1: it was a, it was a good shot like yeah he's obviously he's trying to fix those little problems but you know he can't
0: Again, it's nice to see him as a person, and that's, I guess, again, the benefit of these TV shows is that you can do the quieter moments, and they don't feel as out of place, so you can actually see, you know, these characters as real people, because if you're just making a movie of these two guys on an adventure, you wouldn't have any of this. You wouldn't be able to spend time in Louisiana. You wouldn't be able to spend time, you know, with him making amends and being with that old man and then going on a date. Like, that just wouldn't happen, because you wouldn't have enough room for it to breathe.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You got you got some room here, which is nice. It's good to see that they're using it white. not just, like, you know, action one hour, crazy. Like, it, it, it felt really
0: good. And again, it's... I mean, it's evident with every kind of frame that they are spending real money on making these work, Cause, and we talked about this before, that obviously TV looks different now anyway, that high-end TV looks like movies anyway, but it's nice to kind of see, again, them taking the time to make it look really good and make it look lived-in and real and not... It doesn't look cheesy. It doesn't look like it's done on a lot somewhere.
1: Yeah, I know for sure. Like I was saying, that that opening sequence was like worthy of a James Bond like opening sequence in a lot of ways. Like it was so well done. Like I was surprised at how long it was, and like you know, it looked legit. Like they did some really good. Um, I'm wondering if anybody was parachuting and stuff because I feel like there was some yeah. shots there that were the
0: real deal. It's possible. I mean, again, one thing I like as well is that it felt like we got to spend a lot more time with Sam in the air to see how his aerial combat works because I feel like we had not actually seen that much of it because usually when he's in the air it was relatively limited and it was kind of like a quick burst and then we go to someone else in the action but now that he's kind of the main focus of this scene we really get to see the mechanics of really how this, the, his jetpack or his wings work how he's able to kind of use his body to make it work like even just getting the target out of the, out of the helicopter by fl- flying through it I mean as you said that feels like a bomb move
1: yeah, I know. There was some cool, like, with the, the cool stuff with it. And it's like, the suit is, like, so intuitive, too, right? Because, like, when he's getting shot at, how it, like, go, you know, goes to conceal him. And, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty neat how it, it all works. Yeah, it was good. You're right. We, like, we haven't seen that extent of, like, the mechanics of his suit. Like, we got little glimpses, but not anything like that much.
0: I did like seeing him tinker with it, because that was something we hadn't really seen before either. But it makes sense that like he would know his gear, he would know it at least enough to fix it a little bit, and that obviously he had Red Wing back in Civil War, so again, he's you know had some time with the tech, and so it's not just like Tony or someone gave it to him, but he also understands kind of how to put it back together and how to kind of do some stuff with it. So I liked seeing that scene so we can get a sense that you know he isn't just a guy using an instrument, but he actually understands the instrument as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. The other thing I was going to say, was that the first time he called it Redwing, Because I don't think they called it that in
0: uh, Civil War, right? Oh, no, they absolutely called it in Civil War. I, I recently rewatched oh, that sequence. Yeah, he definitely called him Red Wing. And then he's trying to get Natasha to say thank you to it. He's like, I'm not going to do that.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I couldn't remember. I thought, like, because I remember him using it, but I was like, did he actually call it Red Wing in the? Because I remember you bringing that up, that he actually had, like, a real bird in the, in the comics.
0: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't give him a real bird
1: yeah I know it's cool that the drone makes more sense in this
0: scenario oh for sure it's such a I thought it was actually quite an inspired idea to still give him something similar but a much more kind of modern interpretation it makes complete sense yeah yeah it totally works yeah no, I yeah it's really cool it's interesting yeah I, I I just am such a huge fan of that idea that again. Again, this is just the Marvel Universe figuring out ways to use things that might be outdated in the comics and make it work. Like in the comics, you have Edwin Jarvis as the Avengers Butler. They said that may not work. Let's give him, you know, an AI and call it Jarvis, and that just worked out yeah. so well. And I don't even think about it anymore. And then I did like that in the uh, Agent Carter TV series. You did actually get to see the, you know, the, that kind of character, the original Jarvis.
1: Yeah, that was a cool link too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it is neat how, like, you know, they're doing little things to, like, modernize, bring it into modern times. Like, it is smart. There's, I'm sure a few more examples of that. Like, I feel like I had one and it just slipped, but it's cool. I like that
0: kind of stuff. For sure. I'm curious um, where... the the kind of the the new Captain America will end up at the end because obviously in the comics the character becomes known as U.S. Agent and has like a long history in the comics as you know being a hero a heroic character with obviously having some issues and not being as perfect as kind of his idol Captain America that he wanted to kind of be Um, so I'm curious to see you know if he's going to be just antagonistic or maybe something else uh, or if we do end up getting him as a usable character moving forward obviously the Marvel Universe doesn't like to throw people away especially now that they don't kill all the villains and they actually keep some of them around so they can use them again like Baron Zemo
1: yeah and I, I could see it being like um, a, an interesting character not just like a full on like he's a villain like you know that he'll actually be sort of a more grey you know the, the, the guy's going to have some good points but was, uh, just goes about it a little bit you know badly you know, I, could,
0: I could see that Especially on the heels of uh, WandaVision, where, again, like, it's easy to make the argument that maybe Agatha is not really that malevolent. Like, she wanted the the magic, but she didn't really want to do any harm to anybody. She just wanted the chaos magic for herself.
1: Yeah, true. Like, she wasn't affecting the residents like uh, Wanda was, right? Like, Wanda's almost the villain in
0: that piece, too, right? Exactly. And even Hayward, like, Hayward, up until shooting at the kids was really, like, just a kind of typical, like, you know, wanting the, the ends to justify the means, wanting something for his department, wanting this, you know, sentient weapon for his country to be back online so that they could control. He wasn't necessarily an out-and-out bad guy until he started to shoot children. Yeah,
1: he kind of had, like, a General Ross like from, from Incredible okay.
0: Hulk. I'd agree with and that, yeah, actually. They,
1: they You know, they were kind of the similar, similar um, positions, and, like, you know...
0: I'm hoping that we still get to see S.W.O.R.D. and that S.W.O.R.D. is like an ongoing presence in the future, uh, especially with, Mo- I, I would imagine using Monica Rambeau, I, I would imagine it's impossible that they wouldn't be using S.W.O.R.D. going forward, but I hope that we do still get to see it and it isn't just like a done in one.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. With the, the, and the thing is, too, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist anymore, right?
0: No. Yeah,
1: so, it's a, so it makes sense that S.W.O.R.D. would be the, the sort of new agency, to that night because well, S.H.I.E.L.D. completely gone.
0: Although, I guess I have one lingering question from Endgame, among many, is, you know, obviously Natasha was running, I guess, quote-unquote, the Avengers at that point, because obviously they had contacts, and they had that, you know, that sequence where they're all on video screens and talking. So, like, was there, like, is that kind of like what the new S.H.I.E.L.D. was? Like, there was people operating in the world to kind of keep things under control. What was that? What was that organization called? Was it actually just called the Avengers, or was it something else?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. there are a couple little things that we didn't, you know, get fully hammered out. But, yeah. Who knows? You're right. We'll see.
0: And when, I mean, when,
1: when, Is Nick Fury part of S.H.I.E.L.D. or, sorry, part of S.W.O.R.D. now? Like, he's hanging out on the spaceship?
0: I mean, I guess so. It's completely possible. I mean, Nick Fury just kind of does, does whatever he wants.
1: Yeah. Well, he shows up with, like, a helicopter carrier out of nowhere in, in Age of Ultron, too, right? So he always gets shit done when he needs
0: it. <laughs> exactly. You're not supposed to think too hard about what Nick Fury can do.
1: Well, the funny thing is, too, now, like, if you disavow S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Because that came out of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? The second helicarrier mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny. Like, so where did where did he get this helicarrier from? I
0: mean, who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be a few holes, but you never know. 16 years from now, they'll, they'll put in, like, a couple lines. And they're like, oh, shit. That's what happened.
0: Oh, absolutely. 150%. That's just what they do now.
1: Yeah, they'll just drop a bomb like 10 years
0: later and be like, oh, fuck, that's hilarious. So we get six episodes of this show, so I guess, you know, in, in five weeks we'll be talking about the uh, the finale, and I'm, I'm obviously I'm excited. I'm excited to see what every new week brings, and uh, I think it'll just kind of ramp up my excitement as more things happen, as more characters get introduced and the, the plot continues to develop, but uh, it definitely has, like, this one feels... The uh, so much bigger than WandaVision was, obviously, because WandaVision was a very kind of tight narrative around a very spe- specific period and place, um, where it, obviously taking mostly in Westview. Whereas this one, I feel like it could go anywhere, and I'm just excited to see where they go.
1: Well, and look at how many locations they've already done, right? That was kind of cool. Again, had that Bond kind of feel. Oh, for sure, right? A, with, with the words coming up, you know, Switzerland with a, like uh, Tunisia, right? There's all these different places already, right? So there's definitely like room for jumping around
0: the globe in this one and, and again like we haven't even seen zemo yet
1: yeah no exactly well we may have i guess
0: oh yeah that's that's possible i mean i would imagine we're going to see him you know break out of prison some way or at least like again his iconic look from the comics is that purple mask and we know that the purple mask is going to make an appearance so i feel like when we see him we're going to see him
1: yeah, well, I was going to say, I remember you talking about the Purple Mask when we went to see uh, Captain uh, Captain America Civil War. I never I thought know, we'd or, ever or, see or, the Purple Mask. It. Yeah, no, exactly. So I remember you talking about it, and it is kind of cool that now they're bringing it in, right? I mean, it's neat, too, like like um, how they're bringing these elements in from the original comics, like, you know, like that they wouldn't have necessarily brought in earlier, right? Because it's kind of cheesy, but, like, they're making things work, like, you yeah, know, even with the costumes in um, WandaVision, like it was a cool way to bring those classic costumes in, and like make them feel appropriate to the world. Like, mm-hmm. you know, u- using them as Halloween costumes was like perfect. Like, it was just such a well done, like well executed.
0: Oh yeah, it was tongue in cheek, but just the right amount of tongue in cheek.
1: Yeah, like it was. It just felt so so well like handled.
0: Absolutely. Well, again, T thank you so much for for coming back and and chatting about uh, this this show. And I'm excited this year that you know we're going to do able to do you know now that we're not we're not sure when we're actually going to be able to do movie podcasts anymore for a little while. But at least we have these you know premiere and, and finale episodes that we do for these shows. Uh, it's really exciting. It's something to look forward to. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm glad we, said, uh, we, we talked about doing this because it's kind of nice you know having a whole year with like really no movie podcast. It's nice to have something to to look forward to. to
0: do. Although it's, it's funny because you were saying before that uh, off podcast that, you know, a- after every episode of WandaVision, you were like, why aren't we podcasting today? Yeah,
1: totally, man. Like, I, like every episode was like, talk, let's talk about this. So.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's, that, that, that's totally the fault of me and my schedule.
1: <laughs> nah, it's all good, man. We can do what we can do, right?
0: Absolutely. All right, well, th- thanks so much for joining us. Uh, if you want to... Uh, uh, email us at the show. You can email us at 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 gmail.com. Rate us uh, on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And also listen to us on Stitcher. And be sure to catch us next week as there's going to be another uh, interview episode on the Comic podcast. It's either going to be a conversation with Daryl Banks um, or um, I can't remember who the other one is because it's super secret and I haven't told anyone about it yet. But some good stuff coming up soon. So uh, make sure to tune into the podcast. And uh, Tibor, we'll see you in a few weeks when you come back for the finale of the show. Sounds good. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.